What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am your host, Hebrew Hammer, and I am here with Muggin this week. What's up, buddy? Yo, I'm back. Yeah, you are, and unfortunately, <laughs> trading you off, I guess. <laughs> Hooch is not here this week. Oh, for the past uh, For the past few weeks, it's been like on, on off, one of you two gets sick with something kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but you're, you're fine this time. You never got COVID, right? No. Cause this week we have Hooch who, or no, his wife and yeah, child kid. are down with COVID. Seems that yeah, way. that's right. And we have, uh, Chu whose wife and child and himself are also with COVID. So oh it's been a very covid time for the people over at the pod. I got covid like way back originally, um, but yeah, you said yeah, it I haven't sucked, right? got it again since. It sucked. It was like this is how it was. I got the light version of it for sure, and it still sucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that's what makes me very fearful of getting it again because I don't want to deal with the bad shit. And I heard that if you get it again, um, like after it's been yeah. like oh you know a while, it can actually affect your system more. Because it takes a much longer time for actually like your lungs and things like that to recover, they found out, than they originally thought. Yeah, yeah I heard so, that as well. So, well, don't do that. Yeah, so I'm going to try my hardest not Just, to. Yeah. Um, cutting cutting a lot of things out. Turn Got some. And... Yeah, well, I bumped up to the uh, N95 masks. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, uh, I didn't really um, dive into it too much, but like. Everyone was under the illusion that the K95 masks that they're trying to sell, you know, and kind of pawn off as N95 mm-hmm. masks. Um, everyone was like, oh, yeah, these are these are N95 masks. And I was like, oh, sweet. And then I come to find out I've been using K95s this whole fucking time. Yeah, well, so. if it's K, if it's a KN95, that just means it's made in... Um China. Well, that's what I mean. It KN95. But no, it doesn't just mean that. Um, it means that it's not, uh, what is it? And this whatever, like NAASS approved or whatever. So it's not just that. Or I guess it could be as good, but it's not kept up to the quality standard, at least, or proven by the quality standard. So interesting. KN95s are apparently not as good. Yeah, I know the ones that we have are on the. The CDC approved brand and okay. version list. That, so that's my wife good. Yeah, all that same crap same up. for ours. So yeah, I was same for ours now because I went online and I and I ordered them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we're safe. It sounds like so we're good. Yeah, no COVID for us. Here's the hope. Um, <laughs> the yeah, but anyways, um, so we are here for this week for you guys. So don't you worry. Um, last week we ended up having kind of a Hooch and I had a kind of spoiler episode for funsies because there was like literally no news out this week. We got some more new news, but still not that much. Like I was, you know, before we were going through news cycles and it was like crazy every week. There was all of this crazy stuff happening. Yeah. It was actually hard to keep up with, but right now we're in a little bit of a lull I yeah i think so. yeah you you were dealing with um right before christmas is like that shareholder end of year like make all the shareholders happy and think that we're going to make a ton of money right. next year kind of thing so exactly you we're getting a lot of releases exactly. and stuff now you're in kind of that like 
all right, everybody bought everything for Christmas. Christmas is over. So nobody's spending any money. So they're kind of holding a lot of stuff back. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's more like, oh, well, this is how we did last year. And, you know, you're fine. You know, these are our plans for next year, but it's not really like a lot of new, a lot of new stuff. So, um, right. More like updates. on yeah, stuff. Stuff you already knew like about that, or, yeah. or things like that. But yeah, I was, de- I was sad. I missed the, the Spider-Man talk because I wanted to, I wanted to poop, all, poop yep. all over that movie. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I wish that you were with us for that one, especially because yeah, like we had, like we had varying degrees of people enjoying it. Right. Like, you know, Hooch loved it. I like definitely enjoyed it, but I wasn't like in love with it. Um, and then you, it sounded like just we're not a fan if that, uh, so if I'm, if I'm no no spoilers that, right? my my thing right, is, right. no spoilers i i give you a couple couple of my things because i sent you like a very sure. long-winded thing you were like tell me exactly what your thing so i sent you like these this freaking novel oh, shit dude and you never and i you actually never read it and i was like what the <laughs> i actually you you saying that literally just reminded me like oh shit i still have to go back and read because i remember i got it and uh at the time i was outside because i was i was helping my um my wife out with planting like a few flowers that we were supposed to do and so i remember i got it and i was like this is like this big long list like way long than I thought and I was like oh shit I'm gonna have to read this later and then I fucking totally never went back and read it. <laughs> yeah I even wrote after the end of it I was like well I guess I needed to get that off my chest um <laughs> but my thing was like so I think everybody was just like really anxious for like a proper theater you know big budget MCU movie release and I I personally mm-hmm. think that like I think people are really jazzed about it. Cause I think fan service wise, it did a lot of like fan service and it had like big set pieces and it had all that stuff. But I think as time goes on, I think that, um, it will be viewed weaker and weaker and weaker as the MCU moves forward. Because I, I personally think that it was like, objectively it was a bad movie. Like there was no, I mean like, I don't know. They could, they could have done a five minute scene. I know it's hard to tiptoe around. They could have done a things. they could have done a five minute scene, and that would have uh-huh. been an all of the impact on the overall MCU that that movie had. There right. was there was character development for for Spider Man specifically, but even that to me was like so drawn out and dragged out just for like the fan service that I was just like mm-hmm. by the time it was all said and done, I was just like. Why did I? I have like no payoff for watching this movie other than like, ooh, shiny, like things blew up, yay. Right, right, right. You know, and, um, but I will say, like, as expected, like, Defoe was fantastic as the goblin, and I was like super stoked to see him back. Um, and then also, I forget the guy's name who plays Doc Ock. I also really liked him, but, right. Um, you know, I thought, I thought, you know, the, the you know the the cameos some of them were like pretty poorly acted i didn't i didn't think they were up to snuff for for like mm. what else was there and i don't know overall that was just my feeling was just like it just the impact didn't feel right and some of the other stuff was kind of a little bit rough around the edges for me but i think that you know over time it will it will be viewed less well i guess I, th- I think after this episode, what you and I should do for patrons is the two of us just, like, continue the recording. 
and because we weren't able to have a patron cut mm-hmm. um, with Drew because of you know limitations on the recording software because Sooch isn't here. Um, you and I need to go in to spend like twenty minutes just talking about those things specifically with spoilers. Yeah, we can so see, we let's can see. Yeah, we'll see what time we end if we got if we yeah, got yeah, some yeah. time. I can do okay. that. Okay. Sure. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Let's go ahead and move into the shameless shilling part real quick. Go. So. Uh, here we go. Uh, basically, make sure to check out our Patreon area. Uh, as we just said, um, you know, for the patrons, uh, they get a special little patron mini episode, usually set before, but maybe sometimes after, um, for all you guys. So thank you very much for um, being patrons. Those that are, if you are interested in becoming one, make sure to go to patreon.com forward slash ANR pod and make sure to join the Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR you want to hang out with us talk to us anything like that we have a whole bunch of different sections for you know uh, different things to talk about anything from finance to weight loss to gaming all things you know everything and um i feel like i'm forgetting something what am i forgetting Mm. am i good i'm good Mm. yeah that's right i'm good oh there's one more thing yeah, leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. That also helps out a lot, so make sure you do that, please. And it's completely free, so that's the best way to help us out. So make sure to leave those five-star reviews. All right, that wraps up the shameless shilling part. There we go. You do your week. I'm going to take a drink real quick. You go ahead and do your week. So, yeah, so I watched um, half of The Matrix, like um, the new Matrix, and I thought it was actually pretty good so far. I thought it was pretty interesting how they're doing some of it. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the back half of the movie, but um, you know, two hours and 30 minutes or whatever is a lot to, uh, to fit in. So they've been kind right. of piecemeal in it. So it's pretty pleasant, pleasantly surprised thus far, I would say, um, which is, so how, sorry, you said how far you are into like, it? I think I'm like an hour and four, four thirty minutes, hour and forty. So I'm like at the like the the kind of like the transition into like that the final act of the movie, you know. Okay, that's where it turned for me. Where it went bad. So just be aware. Yeah, I loved loved actually the beginning, the whole beginning part. You know, I, I'm trying to be mm-hmm. very ambiguous here, but I actually really enjoyed the beginning part. Yeah, um, but. Then things took a wild turn for me. I, I have um, a feeling, judging act. from what I'm watching, I was kind of being like, eh, this is starting to look like we might be getting into the uh, <laughs> MCU style WandaVision ending. Um, I don't yeah, know what's exactly. going on here, but it's not looking promising. Because it's like, you know, yeah. <laughs> getting ready for that big final mission and let's go. And it's just like, exactly. mm, it's, it's all turning around here. I don't know how I feel about it. But yeah, yep. I think, you know, I am pretty impressed overall in this, the kind of the, this part of the beginning, which is like a lot of setup and like reintroduction and introduction to new and seeing what's happened in the in the gap of time and all that stuff i I thought they've done a pretty good job of like the pacing was good you know i i give a crap about the characters obviously already and uh you know obviously keanu is uh is a badass Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah he, he i will say like keanu reeves like you know up until the last part which he didn't play it bad. It's just I think the writing for me was not where I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say, like, he he did really well um, all the way through it, I thought. 
as, as far as like his acting and everything like that's concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the other thing I did was, um, I watched the Spider-Man new, no way home. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of told you how about that is. And I think I will, I will say, um, that I did love the previous two Spider-Mans and the one, the Mysterio one, the one with Mysterio, was it far from home? I, yeah. I, I mean, that was like probably one of my more, one of my top, top five comic book movies. Like I just, I loved, I loved Jake Gyllenhaal and really? as Mysterio. I had, a, I had a lot of fun with it. I thought, you know, it had enough impact with character growth. So I went into mm-hmm. this one plus the, um, the uh you know all the pre-hype like oh my god this is the best marvel movie ever and uh you know like all <laughs> like all that hype and like people were going man i went and saw this movie and it was the best thing i ever seen and you know yeah. um and every time that happens like i always end up like disappointed so it's just like i always yeah. I tend to try and like steer clear of that but with the way the world is now you know you can't just go it's opening almost night to see a movie you're like waiting for a way to watch it um right and uh so by the time i got around to seeing it and uh it was just kind of like oh well you know i i maybe i guess you know what i mean so um but anyway um the other thing i i started dipping into the witcher season two um it's off to a good start there we go seen i think the is it two episodes or three episodes but yeah, it's uh, well, that's a good run all the way through. Yeah, it's so, no, I mean I, that last one was good. Um, so I'm looking forward yeah. to working through that. And then for gaming, uh, I've been doing my standard stuff, and then I've been doing a decent amount of um, the slime Isekai game that mm-hmm. I've been playing with uh, Loser. We've been uh, tearing through that new event, new year banners, and all that fun stuff. Super free to pay friendly. Right, right, right. Like the new banner dropped uh, last week, and I've already done like 140 pulls on it, and I haven't spent any money. Oh, that's nice. yeah, yeah. And I've got like, I've done. I think they have. There's like a thing that keeps track of it, and I think I've got like, I've already done like 450 pulls in that game, or something like that. And it's only been out. For that's like good because it's months. only been out yeah, three like, months. Yeah, about say a and it's or so. you know, every time a new banner drops, they give you 10 pulls, and and yeah, so it's been it's been pretty good. And they're putting in a new pity. They added in some new ways to get free pulls, and then they're putting in a new updated pity system. They 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 told us what it was, but they haven't like put it in yet. So just kind of waiting on it. But right. the day it drops, I get like I'm, right now I've already got two five star tickets. I'll be getting through it. Um, ah, nice. yeah, yeah. So because they do, if you if you roll two hundred times on a banner, you can ju- you you generate these um, points, and then for two hundred points, you can buy one of the five stars that's in the banner if you didn't pull it already. Oh, okay. Um, but at the end of that banner, that, 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 that gets converted into a currency for a store, but that store doesn't really have anything you want to buy. So they're actually putting a five star ticket in there. But what they announced was in the banner, it's 200, right? And you get to pick mm-hmm. one of the featured banner characters. They're going to make these tickets only 150, but it gives you a random five star. Out of a out of a out of a less specific ah. pool, but it's like pick okay. your five star for two hundred if you get there, but then the hundred and fifty every single banner dumps into this. So you pull ten here, ten here, right. ten here, ten here. It all dumps into this final store, and then for one fifty you just get a five star pull. So ah, okay, so gotcha. it's like, and you need dupes. That is good anyway. So you know you need like five dupes of every character to max them out or something like that. So it's just like yeah, cool. 
I, I can do with that. So it feels like a little bit of an AFK scenario. Yeah, I mean you're constantly, I mean you're constantly pulling, and then and then with constantly this pulling. you'll always be generating towards that reward. Because like if you only pull like 150 times before the banner goes away, then you're boned. Now you'll be able to. Right. That all kind of adds up, so that's nice. Um, yeah. And then I I was Jones in for a strategy game, so I fired up Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses. So mm-hmm. it's, I haven't gotten too far into it, but it's man, that game's got is nice. So far, I mean, Fire Emblem games. But are if you're looking all, for a strategy game, I know how to help you out with oh, that. Oh yeah, what's that? Yeah, the Rune. Game. Oh yeah, I know, but I already have this one. Well, you need to get that one. No, no, it's Rune trust games. me, it's it's on my it's on my very short list of the next game I buy that's okay. full price will be that. But uh, otherwise, I'm just kind of been grabbing some stuff that was on sale. I've had Fire yeah, Emblem in my on my in my closet, like in my little shelf of shame. Um, mm-hmm. I got it, not the Black Friday that just happened, but last Black Friday, they oh, put damn. a bunch of games like twenty seven bucks, and that was one of the ones that I scooped up. Like I got that Mario Maker, Super, um, what was the other one I got? Um, Super Mario Brothers Deluxe were the three games that I picked up for that, and uh, I just haven't had a chance to fire it up, but now I did. Right. Well, I mean, that's good, at least. I, um, I've only heard good things about it, yeah, so that's yeah. good. But the problem is, is that it's just, it's not the Rune King, which yeah. brings me to my week. I am starting my second run-through on the Rune King. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it on max difficulty. I fucking love this game. Yeah. Seriously. It is fucking amazing. Um, you know, it's it's great for, it's especially great for people that love the, or that know the lore, but even then, like even if you don't know the lore, it's still really, really, really good because it handholds you through the lore. Nice. You know? So um, it's fine. So you'll understand everything of what's going on. The way that they did the system is really good. Like it's it's definitely a new style um, of of a strategy game because it it really the the system that they have implemented um, this lane swapping system. It really redefines a lot of different things that you can do in the game on multiple levels with just this one implement implementation. Yeah, it reminds so, me. Um, it's, <clears throat> it reminds me a little bit of. Um, it's just it's just a nice little like like added touch to that turn based mechanic. Like I remember, I don't know if you have you played any of the Bravely Default games. No. So Bravely Default did something similar with this Brave Default system where you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do this thing where you go, is it de- you go default, and basically your character doesn't act for that round. But then the next round, you can make additional actions, and they'll be stronger. So it's like a risk mm-hmm. reward. Like if you can take the hits from the enemy, then you'll be stronger. And you can you can default right. like four times, and if you default four times, then that next turn you'll be able to attack five times in a row, and you get all, you're mm-hmm. like stronger. So it's like that little added decision-making point rather than just like, okay, attack, magic, heal, attack, buff, magic, heal. You know, where you're just kind of in that right. turn-based loop. Like this sounds like, and what what I was interested of is it, it adds that little tick of, of, of just over the norm that gives you that, that extra element that kind of keeps you engaged a lot more. Yeah. I mean, it, so this is this is that and, and more, I would say, because like... By having this system, not only you know, do you have that slight difference, and and do you have to be, or in natural, I would say, makes you more engaged in the fight. But it also adds one thing that I wasn't expecting 
was that it, it is a medium to run a whole bunch of different new mechanics for like boss fights and stuff like that. Um, because the way it works is that they'll apply like you have to have your character has to be in this lane zone, right, in order to actually damage the enemy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or they have to, um, you know, avoid this this specific zone, or otherwise you get hit by a whole bunch of stacks of this particular thing. Right. And so, like the the way of doing that and and make sh- making sure that you're maximizing, uh, or I should say, mid maxing. Um, like your efforts as a character and while balancing your resources, it makes it like just really, really engaging and fun. And it made me actually feel like there was something like the bosses took more strategy than just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, he's beefier and he has more health or don't get hit because he does more damage. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was really, really fucking fun. Um, but yeah, does it make anyway, you so interested to uh, check out the game? The game that it's kind of based off of the Battle Chasers Night War at all? Yeah, so it it did make me more interested in in trying that out because especially since I watched uh, an interview um, on YouTube um, with uh, the devs uh, with the airship devs, mm-hmm. and um, they they went into that game a bit more and talking about the inspiration for Ruin King. So yeah, I I very well might play that. Um, but yeah, right now I'm going through on my Rune King again on the maximum play. Um, so it's only a step up. And honestly, it's not like it's it's more difficult for sure, but it's not um, like unbearably difficult, right. even at its higher, highest level. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Um, which for me is is OK, because I really just want an excuse to play it all again. Um, nice. But yeah, so we did nice. that. And then, yeah. And then um, I did, oh, Genshin. Of course, doing my Genshin thing. Um, 2.4 just uh, launched, and we have Shenhu. Yeah. Is the new character. She's this cryo character, and she's really, really cool. Um, I know we have a few people who are fans of her, like, hardcore. Um, one of them even knows Al- Alpha Fire, part of the community. He even owns the um, Shenhu Discord main, which has, like, an absurd amount of members to it. So... Um, yeah, he's a big fan of that. And, um, yeah, but really good time to get in. Every time's a good time to get into Genshin, but, like, it's it's especially a good time to get into Genshin now for anyone that hasn't given, yet. I heard they were giving away, like, some free pulls, right? Mm, I for mean... the third anniversary or something? Yes and no. They're, they're always kind of giving... Well, the third anniversary is far away. Like, they just they just had the, the first anniversary. Mm. Or... Second anniversary? No, first anniversary. first anniversary. Yeah, they just had the first anniversary not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, but regardless, the um, this like there's always they're always doing events that give away, you know, mm-hmm. free resources to pull. So, you know, that's that's all good and well. But it's definitely always a good time to join Genshin because it's just a fucking amazing game. I know. I keep wanting um, to get back into it. Um, you really need to. I know. To well, I got the new phone to. now. So that's another thing that happened while over the break. I finally got a new phone. My wife, like, came home and she was like, she was uh, like, I got the, I, I did something for you and I, I just don't know if I can wait until Christmas. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to be upset, you know, if it's going to make you happy. Yeah, exactly. Not a so kid she anymore. Like, yeah. She, like, slapped an iPhone 13 in my hand. I was like, yes. Boom. Because I was on an eight, I was on an eight plus. So yeah. Was like, oh yeah, shit! So was like Damn. Huge yeah, you need upgrade. to try that thing oh, no, out. I have been. It's okay. Yeah. It's amaze balls. So, 
Um, yeah, definitely try out Genshin on that. Yeah, be a world of yeah. So I'm just clearing up um, space because I had way too many photos on my old phone, so I had just enough room uh, to move it. So I actually right, had right, to right. cut Genshin to get it down <laughs> to the right size. Oh, but man. I got to. I'm back. I'm been backing stuff up to uh, to clear okay, up good. some room because I don't really need pictures from like five years ago on my phone. Um, but I had a, my yeah, old one was like a 256, <laughs> and I got a 128 now, which is plenty big enough. Ah, but, so you're, you know, right, but then you actually have to remove your like super ancient photos, you know? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Well, my my last thing was just um, we've been doing a lot of stuff. Like Sean and I, uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff in Chronicles of Runeterra. Mm. Um, we just for anyone that's a League of Legends fan, the new cinematic just came out for this season called The Call, and it's fucking amazing please check it out if you are liking anything related to riot because it's astounding um but yeah please uh check that out and if you're a fan of arcane or anything about arcane definitely go to chronicles of runeterra podcast that we have because we're um talking with a whole bunch of the production members of arcane and they're coming on for interviews so we have like a bunch of those stacked out um and yeah it's gonna be a lot of fucking fun um, but that's pretty much it for my week. Uh, I guess. Oh yeah, Hooch has his COVID city, so we already took care of Hooch's. Um, but yeah, we can go ahead and move on to the trailers now. So let's talk about the new Batman trailer. What did you think about that thing? Um, all in. You are you really? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. I like. Okay. So I have a weird thing with DC movies. Like I generally despise them, but for some reason, uh, you know, like the Batman solo movies tend to kind of be pretty good. And um, I, I had to have some issues with some of the things. Right. But I think overall, I think it's pretty, I think I like the, the direction they're going. Like, I, I don't really think we need yet another origin story. Like, that was one of the things that I, th- I, agree with I w- that. thought was I agree great about the newer Spider-Man movie was we didn't get like the same right. old like rando origin story. They kind of like breeze past that and we're like, here you go, you're in. You know what I mean? Um, and you yes. didn't have like, yeah. oh, the boxing match, the wrestling match and the car and the uncle and all that stuff. Um, but uh, so I, hopefully they don't spend like a ton, a ton of time. But it looks like they're I've heard people talking about some of the subtext and things that they've heard in the trailer lead to a particular uh, comic book series that, that has a different take on, you know, his origin story to an extent. Um, So hopefully that, that gives us kind of a fresher look at him. But I think, you know, when I originally heard he was going to be Batman, Robert Pattinson, I was like, Oh God damn it. And uh, hopefully he's not sparkly, but exactly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I think he's not a bad actor. You know, I mean, he, he was fine in Tenant was the last thing I think I saw him in, even though I hated that movie. But I thought he was fine. Um, but the way he's playing him so far, I think, is looking pretty interesting. So we'll see. Yeah, for me, it's like I like I like the stuff that I see in the movie. But I just am not sold on the foundation of it, which is Robert Patterson. Right. So right, and that's what we we'll have to see, like how they right. have I mean, him hang the cowl, right? Because like there's right. been this kind of consistency where like 
you know, this, you know, you know, people talk about, oh, well, this Batman was a good Batman, but a crappy Bruce Wayne. And this Batman was a good Bruce Wayne, but a shitty Batman. You know what I mean? And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll have to see how he juggles the two sides of the character. Because I think that's a difficult thing to do, right? Is to, you're, because you're basically playing two characters in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I thought, like, the look of his gear and, like, his car and, like, how it seemed a little bit more... I don't know if the word's like down to earth, like it's like a, a souped up Camaro basically, right? With a roll cage and mm-hmm. a rocket strapped to the back of it. You know what I mean? Right. Versus like, you know, Michael Keaton Batmobile, which has like grappling hooks and bombs in the tire and, you know, oil slick and all kinds of, you know, armor that grows on it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, right. We'll see where it goes, but this yeah. one's just a bit more grounded. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it feels more grounded uh, yeah. to that extent, I think. Yeah, because that's and that's my biggest thing is that like yeah I, I like everything that they're doing around it but yeah for him um, I just I I don't my my biggest problem is I just don't see him as either um, Bruce Wayne right you know billionaire playboy mm-hmm. and I don't see him as the guy you know in an alley beating the shit out of criminals mm-hmm. like. I can't buy either one, therefore I'm just stuck in the middle, and he looks awkward. Right. So yeah, no, I uh, you can know, see it, that. It, and it might be one of those scenarios where you know we get the situation with um, what's his face from Bond, Daniel um, Craig. I don't know how I'm blanking on this. Yeah, Daniel Craig. Thank you. Where everyone was like, "Oh, he's going to be terrible. It doesn't match up." Blah blah blah. But um, you know, and then he ends up being fucking astounding. Yeah, exactly. You know, it could be. I, I hope that it is one of those scenarios. Um, but yeah, I just I have a feeling, based on DC's history, at least, like. At least how I've taken all their movies, I just don't see a lot there for me. Yeah, I think, and um, I've always thought yeah. that, like, for some reason, they 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 handle the solo Batman movies with like a completely different, like, gloves than they handle any mm-hmm. other comic book mo- thing, even if Batman is involved. Like, Definitely, if it's yeah. if it's like a team up movie with Batman. It's, it's still not handled by those guys that are going like, keep Batman sacred. Don't F him up. Right. You know what I mean? So who knows? But yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to see what comes of that one. But either way, like I am, I am like excited to see a Batman movie again. I'm just very worried. <laughs> I don't want to be let down by another DC movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but here's the thing. Um, if you go into it going, well, it's going to be a DC movie. You're probably going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but all right. Well, next we'll move to um, Fraggle Rock. Yeah. You are going to have to tell me all about this one because I, I clicked on it, the link for it. I saw the trailer and I'm like, what the fuck right, is this? This is my old, this is for my old homies. Okay. So okay. I just spotted this. I think it's a couple days old now. Let me see. Yeah, it's from like Wednesday. Apparently, I, I didn't even know this was happening. But like when I was a kid, like Fraggle Rock was the jam. So apparently, they're they're rebooting Fraggle Rock. Jim Henson's, uh, you know, Muppets adjacent HBO show. Uh, it is going to mm-hmm. be on Apple TV, which sucks because I don't have Apple TV. So that's a bummer. Um, which is weird because it was originally on HBO. So I was like, when I first saw the article, oh. I was like, oh, cool. I have HBO Max. And then it was like Apple TV Plus. I'm like, what the? 
God, why? Well, I guess they Everything, bought the rights for they it. They must have, strange. but all of the old Fraggle Rocks are on HBO right now to watch. So, yeah, anyway. That, that still makes sense. It's fun. Yeah. It's kooky. It's hilarious. I have kids. They're going to love it. I'm just, I think, and it looks like, it, it's not like a reboot where they took the characters and it looks different. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's that... Uh, um, it looks just like it did, and it, the characters sound, and the, everything looks like the, the '80s just threw up the, the original. So it keeps Fraggle the nostalgia. So, would you be watching it if it wasn't for your kids? Yeah, probably. Okay, for the, for just, the lols. just for the yeah. Okay, all right. I fair just enough. I just realized Drew reminded me I did get three months free of Apple TV Plus that I haven't activated, so ah, I guess I could wait for go. it to be out for a couple weeks and then fire it up. True, so true. Yeah, thanks, Drew. Watch the back catalog. Um, Drew's always watching out, dude. The man in the chair, the ultimate man I in know. the chair. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the news now. We're talking about E3 goes virtual again because last year it was virtual too, right? Yeah, but they were planning this whole time to go back to physical this year, but with Omicron, like I know in the industry that I'm in, I, you know, we I do product development and uh, and um. You know, we're seeing a lot of stuff starting to get canceled um, with Omicron surging. So, yeah, they they announced that they're going to go virtual because of the Omicron. They're not comfortable. And I think they probably had a lot of companies pull out. Um, I know CES was this week and we were talking. I was on a call with a client who was talking about it. And one of our partners was saying that he knew someone that lived in that area that had gone to it just to check it out. And he said it was like it was like a third of the hall was empty compared to what it normally is like China, none of the Chinese vendors showed up. Um, and then a lot of other companies like didn't, didn't make it. So, you know, the, the trade show season, I think is looking like it's going to get messed up again. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I think, I mean, for me, like I, I it only makes sense for these things to be virtual right now. Uh, I just feel like why would anyone bother you know, I'm not trying to like shit on anyone that's listening that you know doesn't wear a mask or anything like that, but it's just like, why why risk it right now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I'm 100% glad that it's going virtual again, and uh, I until like we really have a, a great handle on everything, um, I think that it should kind of stay that way because I don't want any super spreader scenarios coming from any of these. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I just don't think it needs the physicality there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like a lot of it is just, you know, it's fun for the, I don't, I don't know how many people go, but you know, that many people having a slightly better time is not worth, you know, the potential consequences of it with Omicron. So, well, yeah. And, I don't and, know. and I think, you know, Nintendo pulled out of E3 a few years ago. You know, and started mm-hmm. the Nintendo Directs, and and, and last true, yeah. year I know that like Sony and Microsoft started to kind of follow in that wake because of all the cancelizations. So mm-hmm. you know, one of the things that that was always nice about E3 was like you got that huge dump of like all kinds of new stuff, right. like because it was like that was the big show. So every developer gave you everything they had for the year right then and there, versus like you know, it coming out every couple months. So you actually saw enough to go, okay, well I can kind of go, okay, well they're here. There's at least five or six games this year. And these are the ones that I'm looking forward to. And and you could kind of plan again, I mean, quote unquote, plan out your year. Right. So, right. You know, if, um, if it, 
goes vir- virtual and but then Sony says, well, screw that. We're going to do our own thing, which is kind of what happened last year. Um, and I think Microsoft did the same thing. Like they didn't even present as part of E3. They just did their own, you know, events and they staggered them so that Sony wasn't stealing Microsoft's thunder and stuff like that. So, right. you know, some people are like, well, it kind of sucks now because if not, everybody's going to be presenting everything all at once. Now it's going to get drip fed or I don't get like my big, my big surge. And, you know, I think for content creators like us, I think it's nice to have it spread out because it gives us something to talk about all Definitely. year. I think for the consumer who's just like, let me know what's coming out this year and I can, you know, plan my year accordingly. It's not as fun, but you know, you get the information, like we know what's coming. Like, yeah, you might not have as great of a day that day. You know what I mean? But you have a better day on other days whenever you, whenever they have their cool shows. So yeah, Yeah. I think overall it evens out for everyone and it's definitely much safer. So yeah. And I would say at any given moment, you know, what's coming out in the next three months. Like right now, you know, it's a a Google search. You know, the big hits for the, the next three months, you know, Elden Ring, Pokemon Arceus, God of War, you know, God of yeah. War, um, New Horizons, yeah, New Horizons. Or, I'm sorry, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn. Yeah, I mean, so there, it's like that that hit list is already there, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not there today. You know, not you know, your next hit list for the next twelve months isn't there. But I mean, is it really ever be with, especially with how much stuff's getting pu- pushed around with the <laughs> exactly, you know pushed canceled added uh, like it's, it's i saw somewhere bioware moving. like has now put in place like new um work from home policies for its employees yeah and and you know so i mean it's like it's all changing you know constantly so you know yeah exactly and so this is this is good i'm glad that is going to be the way it is so i'm looking forward to it i still can't wait for the event you know um but yeah, yeah. so it's i think it's going to be a great time um but let's go ahead and talk about the next very interesting statistic that we had dropped on us. And that was basically we had we got the sales numbers from Japan on console sales. And I think the results are surprising, at least to a certain point. So we found out that the Switch actually outsold everything. Combined. And it wasn't just by a small amount. Yeah. And, you know, Muggin had found this, and he, whenever he told me, I was shocked. <laughs> 5.3 million units was the top. That was Switch. And then we have PlayStation 5 at just under 1 million units. Yeah. It was, Isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it, it is and it isn't. So, I think... I think the PS5 numbers would have been higher in Japan had PS5s been like readily available. So I think the chip shortage mm-hmm. kind of screwed them a little bit. But at the same time, like Nintendo still pumps out hardware. I mean, they did release a new console this year and it is it is selling out, but not any it's not selling out more than the original Switch did when it launched and broke all the sales numbers. I mean, if you look at if you look at the way Nintendo sells consoles, especially their handheld market, like the mm-hmm. 3DS was the biggest selling console ever. You know what I mean? It's sold yeah. tons. The, the Game Boy family has sold more consoles than any other family ever. You know what I mean? And and since the Switch kind of straddles the home console and the handheld market, like that's a pretty right. that, that it actually increased its um increased its its reach and and because I think also 
the Switch is home to a lot of like very like what I would call like quote unquote like chill games. Um, like yeah. I read an article somewhere where, where they did like um, heart rate tests on on people playing different games, and it's like um, Animal Crossing New Horizon. People saw like a 10, 10 beat per minute decrease in their heart rate because they were just so chilled out, you know, by just playing chill. the game yeah. versus like playing a shooter like Call of Duty. It went up fifteen. You know what I mean? So it's like oh, oh yeah, yeah. So it's just like. Um, I think that people are kind of starting to change a little bit of how they like take in video games now because it's such an escape from this, you know, terrible reality we're in. Also, the portability of it, being able to take it anywhere you go. Um, exactly. And, and also, yeah. if you think about like for me, like the thing that's great about that portability for me is that with everybody home all the time forever, how the hell am I going to get my two kids and my wife off the TV? You know what I mean? Even with two TVs, you know, I, I still, I'm still fighting for a screen. So it's like, cool. Just pop my switch off and sit down in the, on the pop is on and, and play some switch, you know what I mean? And not have to worry about that. So I think that Mm -hmm. that helps. And the the games that have come out are, are all been top notch, but the PS five is even is holding pretty strong, even where it's at, because you know, it's at just under a million. And then the the third place is the PlayStation four with a hundred thousand. So I mean, the, right. you know, five point three million to one million to a hundred thousand is is I yeah. mean, it's a I, pretty big drop. You know, things in that bucket. Right, and but I I am also surprised that you know both the PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five outsold the Xbox Series X um, and S. It looks like. Yeah, I I I'm By not surprised. We'll see. I'm not surprised because the Xbox does terrible in Japan. Um, it, it never it, it mm. never has sold that, well over there. That is that is true because this is specifically yeah, I think Japan, if you so saw yeah. if you see U.S. numbers, I would venture a guess that the PS5 and the Xbox Series XS is a lot closer Much together. Much closer. Um, yeah, I would bet you that the Switch still outsold them by a large margin. Um, but oh yeah, for but sure. I, I don't know if it would be this big of a gap. Yeah, I don't think it would be, but I, I do think that it would definitely win fairly handedly. I mean, they sold um, 30,000 Nintendo 3DSs, and that system was discontinued before 2021, I believe. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, for me, it's just, you know, I, I think I have always preached, you know, mobile gaming. You know, I know that it can be a bit of a landmine for, for, pe- for, for certain types of people. But, um, you know, I, I feel like there's nothing as useful than portability in gaming mm-hmm. these days. And so the Switch, you know, not although not quite as convenient as a phone, it's definitely like I have times all the time where I'm like, oh, man, I wish this was on Switch just because I want to take it and play it, you know, in a portable fashion for whatever reason. I mean, right? I, yeah, I mean, I just bought The Witcher 3 on on Switch. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, and I've probably it, going yeah, to do on, the same. I've had it on my PC for years and just never sat down to really like dig into it. Every time I kind of get into it, I'm just like pulled in other ways. But it's like, so I, I picked it up on the Switch. I'll get around to it, but I know I'll play it on there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. I was actually like whenever, um, so I, I got Ruined King on PlayStation, right? But about four days in, I was like, fuck, I wish I, I wish I would have bought it on Switch. Mm-hmm. I would have taken the, you know, slightly degraded graphics and played it on the Switch if, if I could play it portably. Right. Because yeah. I was like, oh, there's so much more time that I could I could have gotten out of this. 
And then, um, you know, even for like you mentioned, it's funny that you mentioned The Witcher because although I, I have already played that on PlayStation, uh, I have been wanting to replay it. And I actually am thinking of getting it on, like paying for it again to get it on Switch because I just want the portability factor. So for me, the portability factor is honestly something that I realize just can't be beaten. And that's why I like mobile games so much more typically. But now I'm starting to really get in the in the mindset of like, I want even my, you know, um, my console games mm-hmm. to now be portable. Yeah, so, I mean, I got, I, I put a decent amount of time into the Skyrim on the Switch, and it was awesome. Like, just mm-hmm. I mean, playing Skyrim, you know, wherever you want, you know, and just jumping into that was super fun. And I know that's a much older right. game than like The Witcher, but even The Witcher at this point is pretty old. Um, they did a really good yeah, job. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I watched a lot of videos on it. I mean, they did a good job on the port, so. Um, it yeah. doesn't look as good as I think it's going to look. Wh- when was that from? Was it 2017? Something like that, yeah. It's like at least five years old now. Yeah. I'm actually doing a quick search of it real quick. Just so make... No way. 2015? There you go. Yeah, well, sounds about right. Shit, because, I mean, man, that is what was much in, older than um, I thought. Cyberpunk was in development for forever. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't remember it being that old. Um, but anyways, all right, so... That's been that. Very surprised by, you know, what the results were for that. But um, either way, like, very interesting. I feel like it's very telling for what's happening today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, sure. But, yeah, let's go ahead and move on to the next little bit of news, which is GameStop has kind of, I feel like, finally decided what they're going to do with their second life, right? Because they had that whole stock market, you know, kerfluffle that, Gave them basically another chance at mm-hmm. survival, and they've been figuring out what to do with it. And it sounds like now they're going into uh, going to invest heavily into the crypto and NFT space for gaming specifically. What do you think about this? I, listen, okay, I'll be the first to say, like, I haven't really dug into the whole, like, you know blockchain and how it relates and nfts and how they really work in gaming but i do i do have a basic understanding of you know the blockchain cryptocurrency and all Uh that stuff and i i know enough about nfts to know that those things are just such a colossal scam like it that that like I don't want that stuff anywhere near my games. Wait, 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 wait. colossal scam in in what way? Because I do I do agree with you in in some ways, but I I don't agree in others. Whenever you say that, so what ways are you saying? I just I, it's just like the the way this is where my knowledge of like the blockchain starts to break down. But the the mm-hmm. primary idea of like a JPEG being worth what people are playing paying, and then it artificially raising in value but who's controlling that value and why is it going up and what is it actually tied to it just it's it's all seems so scummy and there's so many ways to kind of like cheat that system it just yeah, mm-hmm. it just feels scummy i don't know although so i definitely agree with you that there is a lot of ways to kind of cheat the system and there isn't as much inherent value right because like I look at it as kind of like a digital collector card, right? Like it's, you know, you, you buy this collector card and you own it and you can sell it for, you know, a, a, it might gain value over time. It might lose value over time, right? 
but you own the ability to sell it. And, um, you know, I think that that is certainly cool as a collector's idea. I think it's not a great idea to be like, this is going to be like my moneymaker, right? Um, because it's it's all a big fucking gamble. So you have to be really careful. But uh, I, I definitely don't think that there's anything wrong with the with inherently being you know attracted to investing in some NFTs. Yeah, I just I but, feel um, like I feel like the difference is is that like if I have a first edition Charizard card, I have a physical mm-hmm. item that has real world value right. I that think I own. The gap of physicality is, is your issue. Like if you look at, I mean, this kind of bleeds into another thing that we're going to talk about when as we'll bring it up now, you know, Konami is, is going to, is releasing some NFTs for Mm -hmm. Castlevania's anniversary, which is just like, God, don't do this. But, um, in their information on the NFT, it literally says you do not own the intellectual property rights for the image that you just purchased. You cannot sell it. You do not own the rights. You can transfer the NFT that is connected to the image, like the the, 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 the it's whatever in the blockchain, but the image itself is owned. The NFT's image is still owned by Konami. So it's just like you're, right. now you're not even buying the collectible part of it. You're literally not buying that. You have no. You still are in no a way, but yeah, it's you don't. Well, no. If I go buy a Jackson Pollock painting, like if I go buy a painting by Jackson Pollock, right. I own that painting. If I have a, right. if I if I buy it reputably through an art dealer that that's reputable, that's my painting. If I want to mm-hmm. paint on top of that painting, that's my friggin' painting. If I want to go sell <laughs> that painting, that's my painting. If I want to take a picture of that painting and post it on my Instagram and say this is the painting I just bought, cool. There was even some weird mm-hmm. language in there about about you can't post an image of it anywhere else, but you can say that you bought it. And link back yeah. to it. This is like what? Like I can't. I mean, if there, so if, if you ever find stupid. an NFT that you're not able to resell, then that's an issue. But I believe you are able to resell. You, you can, it's but just it's just there's you. all kinds of yeah. things on it, and it's like um, I love the articles. Are just like, or you just right click it. Yeah, well, that's the thing is that like there is a gap of like all of this is missing the physicality of of owning something, right? But that's like the the leap that anyone including myself has to like get over if you're if you're thinking about doing anything in this space yeah i mean here's the thing and i have a hard time with it too because it's, it's it's still strange to me yeah. as well i mean the stupidity but, of it is that, that that you can be totally against it and still buy one and make a butt ton of money off of it if you buy the right one right you know what exactly I mean? so it's just like like i i understand like that's, that's the thing is that like in in reality with the nfts like i mean at the end of the day, you own a collector's edition. Whether you think it's silly that you own it or not, because you can always get that picture, mm-hmm. right? Unofficially get that picture. That's one hundred percent correct. Like I think that there is a silliness to this all. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you still own a, you know, official or adjacently official <laughs> copy, basically, that you're selling in a digital space. Yeah. So I get that it's all fucking weird. And for a lot of people, I don't think it will ever really mesh up, understandably so, um, because it is such a fucking strange space. <laughs> but uh, yeah, either way, like this is, I feel like no matter what, this is kind of the future because every everything's kind of go, going in this direction now. 
So it's it's an unfortunate world that you might have to live in. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, like I said, I mean, it it is what it is, right? Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. But I still just think, like, when you when you look at it in in the overall scheme of things, it's just it's it's just I I, I just feel like it's not going to last. Like, I feel like it's like this weird bandwagon that everybody's on. That's not going (laughs) to it's not going to not going to make it like the full hit. Honestly, I hope you're, I think you're wrong, but I hope you're right because I don't particularly like the space either. Right. I've grown to kind of understand it and accept that mm-hmm. it might be the reality, but I, I certainly don't prefer it to be right. um, because I think I also agree that it is, it is based on something. The idea of it is based on silliness. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, so that, that is something that, that GameStop is going to be going into is, is going into the crypto um, and NFT space. Uh, so that will be interesting, but also in the same light, just as a positive for it, like there is so many different um, like barterer systems right now for NFTs, you know, selling NFTs mm-hmm. and, and trading NFTs. And um, it will be nice to attach a, a name of a, of a company that is known and trusted in the gaming space um, to that. That mm-hmm. way, like people can that are just wanting to come in and and experiment with it a bit they have a place that they can go to where they feel like they're safe yeah um, yeah that's I so mean, listen, i think if they're just going to be like this important. known reputable place to buy and sell yours like a basically the ebay of nfts you know mm-hmm. I, yeah like you said it, it'll be nice to have somebody that's that's not like you know a lot of these like a new company that just kind of sprung because there's a new company every fucking day popping up you know right exactly it kind of reminds me of that what was that thing where they did the um we talked about a few you know a while ago was the trying to buy the constitution or whatever and then they were like right give everybody their money back but then there was like this whole hubbub about how they were saying well you can get your money back or we can transfer it to this other thing we're trying to do. And it's just like, right. It's like, Oh God, you guys are so scummy. Like, just like give people their money back. Like you said you would, you know? And it's just like, I just, that's the kind of feeling I get is like, you're investing in something that you don't own. So at any Mm. moment, somebody could just pull the rug out from under you. Right. Like at least with that card, you know, Oh, I've still got that Pollock on my wall. You know what I mean? Or, or you know what I mean? So that that's just mm-hmm. kind of where I get like kind of weirded out by I, the whole thing is it's like I think that um you know the, the best the best entry point uh, uh, as far as thought process of NFT this isn't necessarily for you cuz I know that you get this part but um uh, but like for anyone listening right now is just like you got to kind of think of it as a digital trading card um, and just believe that it works, <laughs> like yeah. that you have some level of ownership on it. That's the that's the strange part. Um, but yeah, like I do. This is one of the scum. No matter what you think, whether you accept it or even like it or don't like it, a fact is is that this is one of the scummiest places on the internet right now. Though the NFT mm-hmm. crypto space, there are so many different platforms that are popping up literally every single day that are trying to grab you to try to get all of your, like, a crazy amount of personal information, BT dubs, in order to trade these things, in a lot of cases. Um, And they're backed by nothing but rainbows, hopes, and dreams, right? And you have tons of people trying to sell you on the idea of, like, if you go on TikTok, oh my god, it's a fucking night. Every single thing 
is a fucking advertisement, basically, of like, I know how to sell crypto or I know how to trade NFTs. Make sure to follow my channel. Like everyone's trying to get like sell you something, basically, Mm -hmm. in the NFT crypto space. And it's really it feels incredibly predatory. So like I I do. That's why I say I I want this to fail and I hope it does. But if it doesn't, I at least want something to come in and set a standard of safety. Right. Which is I feel like at least something that GameStop can do if it if that is indeed where it goes. Um, So, yeah. But anyways, um, let's go and move on to the next topic, which is Pixar. So Pixar, the movie Turning Red is going straight to Disney Plus. Now, this was particularly interesting, as you said, Muggin. Um, you can go ahead and, and tell us why. Yeah, so this is the third movie in a row from Pixar that's that's gone straight to Disney Plus, right? So, you know, you had uh, Luca, and then you had Soul, and then you have now now this movie. So, oh, I forgot about Soul. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So they haven't had really like an actual theatrical release in like forever. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, the next big one that they've got lined up right now is. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Lightyear. So the next movie that they're releasing is Lightyear. So everyone's kind of going, well, is that going to be their return to return to cinema? Or are they just going to be kind of like the in-house Disney Plus exclusive movie brand? You know what I mean? Um, right. So that's kind of what people are trying to figure out right now is like, what's next? But, you know, as, as someone... Where do you want them to go with that? Where, like, what's what's your take on it? I, I mean, in my perfect world, if I'm being totally honest, every movie from everybody would avail- be available same-day streaming as it is in theaters. And this whole, like, yeah. concept of theater exclusivity would just go away. Because honestly... Like, it doesn't bring any value to the consumer to have any kind of exclusivity to a theater. Listen, if you want to go see it in a theater and have a theater experience, cool. If I want to sit at home drinking a beer and when I have to pee, I can pause it. That's what I want to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why Why are we... Like, it worked fine. Why are we being forced to choose between two different distribution methods anymore? Like, the whole idea of it seems so ancient to me at this point. I mean, like, like, look, we just got done, done talking about people buying and selling JPEGs. Like, why, why can't I get a, right. can I legitimately <laughs> pay 30 bucks to see a movie at my house instead of paying 30 bucks to see it in a theater? Like, and, and I don't, like, yeah. my big thing is I, I still don't understand how this even happened because, like, the streaming services held all the cards and, like, these movie theaters started screaming at them and the, 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 the the streaming companies could have been like, well, cool. I'll only put my thing on this this platform. And then uh-huh. now what are you going to do? Like, oh, you mean you're going to tell me, Disney, who owns Disney movies, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars, that you're not going to show my movies? Well, cool. This other s- movie theater will. So have fun going out of uh-huh. business. Do you know what I mean? I just, it yeah, was yeah, so yeah. stupid. But, yeah. I'm, I think, I'm I think the... the- I think the big thing is of why they're going back to the theater releases is more because there's a universal, how should I say, there's no gate to it. Like with all of these other streaming services, um, for a lot of them, you have to be members, right? And then you have to pay on top. Like Disney is a good example of this. Like you have to be a member. Right. So you pay for that already. And then you also have to pay for the movie on top of it, Mm -hmm. where if you're in a theater, you don't need to do any of that and you can just see it. So it cuts your it cuts your costs quite a bit. 
um, depending on you know theater costs as far as like food and shit like yeah. that are crazy. I mean, so. my my thing is, I, I'm not asking for the theater experience to go away. What I'm saying is, just let it be, let it be both with it. Yeah, like and then, yeah, and I, then think I think I think in my opinion, everybody wins in that scenario because you cover all the bases. Like there's no one, there's no, there's no like you like you talking about. There's no, there's no viewer left behind, right? There's no dollars left on the table because there's still a. I mean, yeah, look, Spider Man did it. it. It made a big chunk of money, but you know, is the next movie going to do that too? Like, maybe not. You know, right? So, just because one did well doesn't mean the rest of them are going to. Yeah, like, exactly. So one just, obviously had a lot going for it, a lot more so than the average. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I just, I wish it would, would be, it would maintain that kind of, um, overall, I agree with you because I think that, you know, I personally like, especially the past, the last two movies I went and saw, I am now officially pretty much done with theaters. I am fucking sick of dealing with people talking and shit being loud and ridiculous and also even worse like the fucking waiters at these um, theaters fucking walking around with no masks and like coming up near my face and breathing and shit. Like I've yelled at two different waiters at two different theaters now um, in the past three weeks over the past three weeks because like one fucking came around right behind me and like was so close that I could literally feel his breath on my ear Mm. and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, hard don't pass. do that shit. It's a hard pass. And he's not wearing a mask. And then I have another one that's like talking to me, right? And I have a mask on. And he comes right. He's not wearing a mask. And he's taking my order. And he, he didn't hear something. So he comes right up, right in front of my face, like three inches, and asks a question. I'm like, dude, fucking back off. Like, yeah. what the hell? So, yeah, like, I'm pretty much done with... So, I I want all of my movies to be at home now. Um, I know that is slightly selfish, but I do think, yeah, I do think that there is... Like, it's a reasonable request in this in this day and age, considering what's happening in the world. I think that that's fair. Yeah, and I don't so, I don't think in the long run that, that any of these movie companies lose any money from this. Do you know I, I think mean? that there the, needs to be renegotiation. Yeah, I think the problem things, is... I think the big. Yeah. I think the bigger problem is... And I don't want to dwell on this too long because we got some other stuff to go to. But I think the bigger thing is is it's really easy to go, hey, Spider-Man made this much money. Yeah. It's a lot harder to tell you how much Matrix Revolutions actually generated because it's on you know HBO Max and in theaters. So it's quote-unquote yeah. box office. Might not be that great, but you know none of these streaming services are really releasing the number of views they're getting. So, you know, listen, if the matrix got watched 65 million times on HBO max, you know, you made, you made some money. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like people paid for that service and watched that movie. Therefore part of the dollars for that service, it go to that movie. Do you know what I mean? Right. I And, and it's, it's just like anything else. Like, they have to under they have to understand the monetization structure and how they determine that that movie made money, and then there's also mm-hmm. the whole like premiere like we're like on Disney, and and Disney does both, which I think is a smart move. Like the Pixar movies are all free, okay, and then the right. Disney movies like Jungle Cruise was twenty bucks, and and the Cruella movie was twenty bucks, right, and then. You know, X amount of days later, forty-five days later, they they be, they become free. 
just like a movie comes out in the theater. Yeah. And then 45 days later, it's on Disney Plus for free. So you can still bypass that premiere expense and just get it for free in 45 days, just like a theatric. So so you're not leaving behind that Disney Plus customer that, that didn't want to pay the bonus because they're going to get it for free eventually. So it's just, you know what I mean? It's it's like yeah. You 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 have to determine how you judge the 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 value and and the success of a movie differently now. And that's and that's where I don't think people have come around to that because you know, they're all it's always going to be compared to the last biggest, you know, release and like, oh, well, how can I have a movie that releases that doesn't generate that much money? Right? Right. So, no, I I agree with you, and I we're on, luckily we're on the we're on the same page about this because yeah, cause yeah I, I am very much in the same thought process. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and move on to gaming now. So we only have a, we only have a few things here, but um, the first one is especially great. So this one is the um, uh, about Pokemon Legends Arceus, or I don't remember Ar- Arceus, or what did you call it? Ar- Arceus. Arceus, Arceus. I think it's I, I think it's Arceus, but I'm not sure. I have to watch this trailer um, again and see if the guy actually says it, like in Japanese. Says the name, but I don't know if he's. Yeah. If they call it Arceus in Japanese trailer. I'd have to check. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, either way, on. like an interesting thing that's going to be happening in this one, as we saw in one of the little uh, clips from it, is that you know we're going to have Pokemon like reacting as Pokemon, and so if they feel threatened. Um, especially if they're larger Pokemon, they can become quite dangerous, right? And we see a clip of two different Pokemon, one of them being Snorlax, basically becoming like, it looks like enraged, like there's some kind of enraged mechanic. Yeah, like his eyes turn red, and he's like, coming for you, son. It's like, yeah, Exactly, you see this giant fucking Snorlax with devil eye red, or with devil red eyes literally fucking getting up and running after you. I mean, that's a fucking nightmare right there. And, and Snorlax is my favorite Pokemon, and even I'm like, oh and shit, huge. get out like, of his way. He's huge. Yeah. But it's it's so, it's interesting because I, I kind of like, like, I know a lot of people are going like, you know, I, you know, they're talking smack about this, but like, I read an interesting comment where someone goes, so we've been asking Game Freak to try something new for like years and like break the formula and not give us just the same game over and over again. And now they finally do it and all you guys want to do is like complain about how crappy this looks. And it's just like, if, pick what you want. Like you either, we're, we're either going to get something new and innovative or you just want another remake. Like don't. And then d- bitch about the remake. Don't worry. Black and White and Black and White 2 and Heart Gold and all these games can still be remade again. So you'll get plenty right. of remakes, but, you know, I, it, it looks kind of cool. Like like the whole like sneaking around I, I and think trying to throw Pokemon I think it's balls interesting. And, I think it makes more sense, too. Like, I, I think that I'm one of those people that... Um, you know, I definitely would rather someone try something that's genuinely interesting, like an interesting mechanic, um, and fail at it rather yeah. than the stagnation of the old. So mm-hmm. that's that's why I literally couldn't even play. I didn't even want to play the Sword and Shield after I got like, you know, I spent like two, three days playing it. And I was just like, man, this is the same. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this looks like the most interesting one in a long time. I'm definitely going to pick it up. I'm going to play it. I think mechanics like this are, are 
you know, cool. It, even in practice, if they end up being, you know, more tiresome or, or you know, don't perform as well as I, I think that they're going to, like, I will not do anything other than be like, hey, you know, good job for trying something. I'm sure it'll be better the next time around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but I, either way, I, th- I think this looks like a good game overall from everything that I've heard. Yeah, Are you going to be buying it? Yeah, I, I definitely want to pick it up. I don't know if I'm going to get it like the day it comes out because we're still like working through right, the, right. you know, Diamond and Pearl and I don't want. You know, I'm playing those with more my than son, one I don't Pokemon game like, at a time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I also think it's kind of cool. Like you're running around in the overworld, and when you piss one of these guys off, you could like you like actually like dodge out of the way as they charge you and stuff. And um, yeah, uh, you know, I think yeah, it's and then you know, and then if if you piss them off, you can like throw your Pokemon and actually have a battle with them, like battle style. You know, so it's like mm-hmm. you're not losing. It's not like like let's go Pikachu. And Eevee, right. where um, they eschewed, like, the primary catch mechanism, and it was, like, Pokemon Go, where you just throw the balls, right? And then the only battling was, like, when you ran into a, uh, you know, another person. So, I don't know. Right. Now, I, I think either way, like, both of us are in agreement that this is at least interesting enough to try out. Yeah, right? no, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'll probably just pick it up digital so that way we can both play it on one copy. Because I, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's like the other ones where there's going to be multiple versions. I think it's just one, which is also kind of yeah. new for them, right? To not have like, you know, make a make a collector. Yeah, like a, a or B version. Yeah. yeah. So I also think I also I'm not sure I'm going to have to figure out how to get my wife away from fucking Animal just Crossing. Just buy another Switch, dude. I'm, I'm going to have just to. Just get I yourself think that, an OLED. Yeah, I think that that's going to be my next move because literally she is like, that is what she fucking plays. Because she went from playing the mobile version, you know, it was a mm-hmm. pocket animal cross an island pocket camp. That's right. Yeah. Um, playing that one like crazy to now it's it's on. This oh, one, I know. Like Every crazy. time I power up my switch, I see uh, I see uh, I see that you're online playing Animal Crossing. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not Hebrew. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So. Um, <laughs> it's it's never me on there. I haven't touched it in literally weeks now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that I will probably do that. But um, yeah. Well, anyways, let's go move on to the next one. So this is bomb <laughs> bomb rush cyber funk. Yeah. Not to be confused with cyberpunk. Yes. So you are gonna have to explain this one because once again, this was a game that was before my time. Okay. It so like. yeah. So like back in the day. There was a game called Jet Set Radio, and then there was um, Jet Set Radio Future, and there was Jet Grind Radio, and they were on the Dreamcast, and then I think one of them was on the the Xbox, like Jet Set Radio Future or something. Anyway, um, Mm -hmm. they were awesome. Yeah, Drew Drew says uh, Dreamcast. Yeah, no, the Dreamcast was the original ones, right? Jet Set Radio. Yeah, okay. And uh, I actually have my copy in the closet. Um. I've just found all my Dreamcast games, even though I sold my Dreamcast, and I was like, "Damn it!" Um, but the, um, yeah, it's it was like a, that was like a a um, there's like that time when there was like tons of extreme sports games, like you know SSX and 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 right. and all those other like Tony Hawk had come out, and so this was like a super stylized, cell shaded, like really crazy with all original like uh, electronic music. Um, from some mm-hmm. pretty good good musicians and um you basically rollerbladed around and like tag shit with spray paint and uh and that was like the game 
and you did all kinds of crazy tricks. So this, this, and then as the game progressed, it kind of got more into the tricks and less into the spray painting, like with Jet, Jet Set Radio Future. But, um, this one is like, seems to be basically like a spiritual successor to JSR Future, but they also, right. you can do rollerblading, skateboarding, or BMX biking. And, uh, it just looks like super fast pace, super neon, like chill tunes, uh, you know, just oh, yeah. wrecking house. So I, I think it looks I'm, really I'm fun. not going to lie. This is, yeah, this is the first game in a long time that like, you know, definitely isn't like my typical type of game, but it looks so bananas mm-hmm. that like, I actually think I might pick. Yeah. It up. It's like one of those games where like, it's like, it doesn't have to be serious. You just play it for some fun. You play it for 15 minutes, you play it for 30 minutes, you put it down. You don't just have to like sit and slog like, Oh, let me do a quest two hours later. Uh, still doing this. You know what I mean? So I just, I think these kind right. of games have a, like, kind of a special place for me where I could just, like, have 15 minutes of fun and then be done with it, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm going to have to keep my eyes on this one. When is it, when does this one come out, actually? I, I don't know if there's actually, like, a date for it yet. Um, I was looking around, and I couldn't find a specific. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing a release date it says for it yet. The the in a recent blog post, they said they are going in hard to finish the game. When it's complete, complete, it'll hit Nintendo Switch and PC, um, and then it'll come out with a console launch to follow up a little later. So yeah, Switch, yeah. let's go. That's so yeah, that's about. good. I think I think it'll probably be some point in in 2022 is what I meant. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But all right, um, let's see. I think we have one more. Oh yeah, we have um, a little like more PSA kind of situation for uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is going to be coming out on Game Pass day one, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. Do you actually p- play Rainbow Six, or is that just I haven't played like- Rainbow Six in a long time? But I, I, as I recall, Extraction is not going to be the same as. Um the typical Rainbow yeah, Six. Yeah, well, I think it's kind of in that zone, but I don't, it's not like an open world. I have to, I have to look. It's it's this one's like you're fighting aliens, though. Um, squ- squads oh, of three players okay. team up to shoot waves of enemies, indicative of the current Left for Den re- Renaissance. So it's it's like oh. a three player, um, you know, like go blow up aliens. Sci-fi yeah. Shooter. yeah. So we'll see. Okay, how that, that I mean that's pretty cool. But since it's on Game Pass, it's like you just check it out. Um, exactly. Yeah. Why not? And it comes right. out the twentieth. So that's that's pretty good. And then I guess they're also bringing the Ubisoft Plus um, services is coming to Xbox consoles, which is new. Mm-hmm. And then I think, yeah, we have um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Yeah, the Mass Effect is one. coming, and there's a bunch of stuff coming on it. Um, but yeah, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is hitting this month as well, uh, which I think is great because I didn't pick it up. Um, so now I can just play it f- as part of my Game Pass. Yeah, once again, proving why Game Pass is just the fucking best. Yeah, dude. it's definitely the best. <laughs> All right, well, that that pretty much is the show right there. It wasn't like... Actually got done at a decent time, right? Yeah, an not hour too and bad. fifteen minutes. Yeah. So that's solid. Yeah. 
All right. Well, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for this week, guys. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Next week, we should have the whole gang back here um, as per usual. Yeah, hopefully, it'll be and, more, uh, more news now that we've gotten through that like first week, like New Year lull. I have a feeling that we're going to start yeah. to kind of see the news cycle pick back up again. We also have like a bunch of new releases coming in the next you know 30 days. So we'll be able to talk about new games that we're playing and stuff, which will be nice. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely been light on the news and gaming. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Of course, make sure to hop on over to the, um, Patreon to check out all the perks that we have there. Patreon.com forward slash ANR pod, join the discord discord.me forward slash ANR. And then of course, leave those five star reviews on Apple podcast. And, uh, yeah, that'll be pretty much it guys. So thank you very much for listening. I've been (laughs) Hebrew hammer. And then uh, we, of course, have Muggin. Thanks for joining us. Yo, thanks, guys. And by the way, I wasn't here last week, so happy new year. Um, Looking forward to an awesome year with you guys. And, uh, yeah, sweet. There we go. All right. See you guys next week. Peace. Bye.